0: Clitus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth.
1: How peaceful it looks.
2: Podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the ugly of movies for men. This is episode one fifty three, and today we're talking about Flash Gordon. Uh, This great and fantastic film stars Sam Jones, Max von Sydow, Brian Blessed. Is it blessed or blessed? Blessed. Blessed. Okay, Brian Blessed, Timothy Dalton, and Melody Anderson. I'm your host Steve Michaels, and joining me is my very good and dear hand, <laughs> my, and also joining me is my very good and dear friend. <laughs> hey, Mark,
3: stick your hand in this, Slover. You're on the same wavelength as I, because every time we do this damn podcast, I feel like I'm just sticking my arm into a into the trunk of a tree, waiting for some wood beast to provide me with a horrible and painful death. Because sometimes by the end of a podcast. I Like, I'm ready to die a horrible and painful death.
2: Wow. Thanks, Mark. If I had feelings, they'd be hurt, but that's okay. (laughs) And also joining us is our other very good and dear friend, Ken. I'm bored. Roni. Pathetic
0: podcasters. Who can save you now?
1: (laughs) Flash.
2: Ah! Ah! (laughs) Oh, nice. Very well done. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brace yourselves. He's back. Our other good and dear friend, Jeff Muncy, the merciless.
4: Hi, thank you, Steve. I uh, saw that coming all week because, well, you guys mentioned it all week. Um, thanks, Steve. Um, I, I tried to somehow, um, you know, take one of my pictures and um, Photoshop the the Ming Fu Manchu beard to it,
3: and the black.
0: The <laughs> <black>. <laughs> but, but Jeff does look good in red. I. <laughs>
4: that, that's gonna be my signature color, Ken. Jeff
3: dressed like that at Gen Con. That know, oh sh- Oh man. my gosh!
4: Now we're talking! That now, a- now we're talking! Parade here oh. I come! <laughs> you know. You know, and the thing is, I will hear Steve cackling from like six hallways away, just in anticipation.
3: Oh, oh no, no, we 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 hydrogen peroxide Steve's hair, and and put a muscle
4: flash and your body. and <laughs> put him in a uh, wrestling singlet. Yep. Yeah,
2: that's have him follow along with you. Yeah, you know what? I you know you're on to something. I think you're on to something.
3: <laughs> we could do yep. this. And Ken us Clitus. I could, you know, three guys eyes, free eyes bugging out and tongue sticking out, you know, you know when I...
2: I saw Clytus, I'd be like, there's Ken, that's Ken,
3: Ken?
1: <laughs> that's, that's Ken,
2: I don't need much in a way of makeup, <laughs> nope,
3: no. <laughs>
1: nope,
2: oh, no, you don't, okay, oh, all right, Joe. Uh, taking control, I've got, I've, I've got the ship uh, steering back. Alright, folks, as you can tell, we are having a lot of fun with this movie because uh it's Flash
3: Gordon. And uh Wait, wait, Steve. No, wait, wait. It's- yeah, you can't deliver it <laughs> like that. Anytime you say his name, you have to say it as I uh, mean,
2: you- okay, there we go.
3: <laughs> you so, being a
2: Queen
4: fan of all things.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. So we are doing this one and this is I am surprised you don't have a sound clip of just that. Flash
4: I, I'm just surprised you don't have that, and I'm surprised we're not hearing it the entire fucking podcast.
2: <laughs> right, I could have it.
4: done it. I'm sorry, Steve. You have failed me for the last
2: time. Okay, eight minutes and thirty-eight seconds. I got it. Get <laughs> it. out. The f bomb of.
4: <laughs> I, I thought we were yeah, exactly. okay. I thought we were just throwing everything in now, Steve.
2: Okay. So anyway, so we decided it, it in the last show, post show, I should say. We have to do
3: something different.
2: We have to do something fun. And we haven't done a good schlock movie in a long time. And, Mark, you threw it out there on the on the Facebook page. No, Ken did. Oh, Ken
3: threw
2: Ken, out the, the Ken, hint?
1: Ken,
3: Ken, no, I threw out the hint, but Ken threw out the recommendation. Oh,
2: that's right. Ken threw out the recommendation. And I, I was very pleased to see the feedback from the, um, uh, from the listeners out there that they really did – like this show and i will be honest with you guys i do like it too i i own it um, whoa i what i, I am not I, think, sh- I think
0: i think less of steve now than i did before no
2: i <laughs> this i love this movie it's this is the uh this is the great schlock stuff that they are putting out in the early 80s when i was a uh, when i was coming of age if you will and i i just i love this movie it, it's fun. I was very excited when we decided to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great! So, um, guys, before you, know, without further ado, let's go with the uh, the man cave movie intro to this great and fantastic film.
4: A reboot of the 1930s sci-fi classic. Flash Gordon travels to the planet Mongo with his friends to battle the evil Emperor Ming.
1: Flash! Ah! Savior of the universe! Flash! Ah! He'll save every one of us!
0: I. It, it's a song that bores into your brain like a boar worm. <laughs> Not the, the worm.
3: <laughs> you know, after watching this movie, I felt like Mongo had just clocked me like a bull <laughs> in a Mel Brooks movie. You well, know,
4: Mark, you are so right. This has such a Spaceballs feel to it. Oh, my God. You're right. There, the it, yeah. it, you know. And here's the thing. I mean, this was years before Spaceballs, and 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 to a point. I mean, not, not much has changed as far as the style that Mel Brooks shot in for his Spaceball oh. movies.
3: Well, I mean, n- n- dead on.
2: No, I I will disagree. Here's the thing.
4: <laughs> Please do. You're <laughs> I mean, wrong. But no, go ahead.
2: No, I'm going to jump in on this one because here's the thing, guys. I don't know. Did you guys ever watch the original? Or, you know, the the old 30s with Buster Crab the Flash Gordon series?
4: No, George Lucas, we didn't.
2: Okay, so...
0: <laughs> I, I did,
2: and I watched
0: Buck Rogers, too.
2: Okay, so, Ken, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this movie, yeah, well, I think, was trying to emulate a lot of that look, uh, particularly with, like, the spaceships. You know, it, it looked very steampunk. And, well, I... It did. Wait,
0: Uh, that word, that
3: word word didn't even exist. It's not even
0: steampunk. It's its own genre. Okay. But, but I I want to just make a statement about the importance of Flash Gordon and to a lesser degree, Buck Rogers. And that is in Hollywood in the seventies and eighties and nineties, it was run by guys that were like 40, 50, 60 years old at that time. Those guys all grew up going down to the theater every Saturday and watching Flash Gordon serials. And so in their mind, and you picked this up back in the day, in Hollywood, when they started saying like science fiction, anytime science fiction came up, it was like, well, science fiction is like Flash Gordon. And there's a constant thing going on back then where that's what a lot of people in Hollywood thought science fiction was. So like when when Cooper comes out and does 2001, people are like, what the hell? I mean, that's not really, what is this? I mean, it's not like what we're used to. So there's a built-in bias, I think, in, in like the Hollywood leadership for movies like this. And then Star Wars came along, and Star Wars was highly influenced by this. Lucas wanted to do Flash Gordon, and he couldn't buy the rights. He did his own Star Wars movie. Right, uh, And so... When Star Wars made it big, the next logical thing is a bunch of people in Hollywood who went, "Wow! Well, if the sci-fi makes money, let's do Flash Gordon."
2: And this what is the result.
4: What you're saying is, Ken, that George Lucas accidentally made a better movie.
2: All right, stop. Like, you know,
0: a, a blind <laughs> pig saying. every now
3: and then finds a truffle.
0: Okay, George Lucas just saying took this premise, this feel, and did his own thing to it. And I think I mentioned uh, from at my. Comments to you guys about that Zodorowsky's Dune. He ripped a bunch of ideas off that and made Star Wars. But Star Wars wouldn't happen if Flash Gordon didn't exist before.
3: You know what this movie reminded me of? The only thing missing when I saw this movie in the theater was that it wasn't at midnight. I didn't have toast, a lighter, squirt gun, and an umbrella, and I wasn't singing Let's Do the Time Warp. This movie... It's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's so over the top, goofy that y- you just sit there and go, "Well, of course." The only thing missing is Ed Wood and Plan Nine from Outer Space with a flying saucer on a string going by on fire and a boom mic hitting Flash Gordon in the head. I mean, it, it's just got all that well, over the top I- elements. And you know, yes, you're right. It, it's 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 just. It's just using all the 1940s comic strip stuff, but it gets to the point where you just can't help but shake your head and laugh. because I think they're trying to play for serious, but it doesn't come out that way.
0: See, well, but- one, of, one of the writers, if I understand from my research, was one of the main writers for the old 60s Batman oh. and had the same respect and consideration towards his material in this movie that he did in that. <laughs>
3: The only thing we're missing was Biff, Bam, and Boom. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, guys.
2: I saw a little bit of of that. You know, the the craziness. It's like you, Mark. You said they were trying to play it serious. I mean, it seemed like they were, and then they threw stuff in that was like, "What the hell?" Is, well, the 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 next edition of uh, the show <laughs> is going to be what the. F- <laughs>
3: What but, the F were they thinking? This entire movie was, what the F were they thinking? Yeah, but it was And then you can clearly say they went to the point of, oh, F it. Let's yeah. just,
2: but the thing of it roll, is, is that roll. when you look at the trivia, and I'm not going to go into much detail, they went through a lot of directors. And you could see where there's parts of this movie where it's like, okay, you could tell where the directors changed throughout the, the, the course of the show. But I think what they were trying to do <laughs> And I think they and I, th- guys. I'm gonna tell you right. I love this movie. It's just because I love it for the fun that it is. It's it's just schlock.
4: It is fun. It is oh, fun.
2: Yeah. It's a fun movie because you go in there. You can't take it too seriously. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Did it's, you just say that? Well, no. You're not supposed to take it seriously. It's supposed to be a fun movie. You're supposed to. It, it's like an adventure movie. And I think what they were trying to do. They were trying to capture, like I said, guys, if you've ever seen the old, you know, the 30s Flash and Buster Crab, even the, and Ken, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, even the spaceships and everything looked exactly like what they were back then. And you can yeah. see how they were trying to make, because you're like, oh my God, the special effects are so bad. I'm like, are they so bad or were they trying to make it look like it did back in the 30s? And that's almost kind of what I got from this.
0: No, it was a bunch of like 40 and 50-year-old guys going like, I want to make a movie just like I thought was awesome when I was 11 years
2: old. Yes, exactly. That's what I was getting out of this. Now, yes, is the acting bad? Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. It's great to watch. <laughs> I mean, it's...
3: It, wait, except for this is perhaps one of Max von Sydow's best roles ever. Because yes. Because it was the
4: gravitas that he bought to it, right? Oh, exactly.
3: You know, I think the, he was the it only. It was the scene chewing
2: gravitas. I think him and Brian Blessed are the only two guys that are actually having a good time in this movie. I mean, <laughs> honest to God. Because Brian Blessed is laughing his ass off throughout the whole movie. I think
3: he was drunk the entire time.
2: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what. he reminded
4: gonna... me of just like this. It's, it's He reminded me of what a, a dwarf would be like.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes! Yep.
2: Oh, I'll tell you what, the seat, the very, the one seat, and I'm jumping ahead. And you know what I'm talking about? Remember when Flash is fighting with the guards? And every time a guard would stand up and, and, and bribe Bless him with, and he would just kind of like look like, I didn't see nothing. Did you see anything? <laughs> he just had this look like, what happened? Yeah, I was like, do, 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 do. And every time the guy would stand up and he hit him again, and he'd just, oh my gosh. I was on the floor. I've had this movie. I've owned this movie for years, and when Ken mentioned it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've got this movie!" and I dug it out, put it in. I had a ball. Oh my gosh, I it's just, it was so much fun because I remember watching it as a kid, and and even at that age, you know, at, I knew it was like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous," but it was still fun. I still enjoyed it, and the thing of it is, is that when you look at that. Uh, the list of actors that are in it, I mean, we're talking some top-notch actors here. I mean, these are A, B-list actors. Well, it, you've, you've got a spectrum. Yeah. You've got one group of really top-notch act- actors, and
0: then other people that have major parts in a movie, that's like they just sort of dragged them in. I mean, they they, they, they got no well, skill.
3: Well, right. so that would be Sam Jones and Melody Anderson?
2: Uh, yes, that would. Yes. The, the lead, the male and female lead. Yes. Yeah, the two main leads are the two people that were, I mean, their acting abilities are literally, I don't know, medium porn star level, I would say. <laughs> well,
3: the music, the music about is about as appropriate. No, come on. This is great no, geez, music. I knew that would get you. Oh, my music. God. Oh, I do, too. I well, just the, had to gig him.
2: The music's great. And you didn't think I had that queued up? Are you kidding me? Thank you. Are yeah. you not entertained? <laughs> yeah.
0: I played it a couple times here before watching doing the podcast. <laughs> All right. I, so- I want to. Speaking of actors here, I, I want to throw out one thing. I haven't seen this for a long, long time. Back when it was on HBO back in the '80s, and when I was getting ready to watch it. I was going through my mind, okay, who are the actors in the various roles? Who do I remember? Well, yeah, Timothy Dalton was in that. He did okay. And then I was going like, and John Rhys-Davies was that hawk
2: guy. Oh, yeah, you probably thought it was him. You know what? They look a lot alike. They they look
0: and sound a lot alike. Brian Blessed and John Rhys-Davies. And, you know, Gimli or Sulla from Raiders of the Lost Ark. But, no, totally
3: different guy, but similar gravitas. But, you know, I mentioned – Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah, and you know Rip Rap was in this movie. Remember Rip Rap from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh my God, is that uh oh that's cr- Pico? Oh yes, that's Pico.
2: Oh my God, that's gosh. the
3: Hawk Man. He was in both these movies. He must have just been having flashbacks the entire time.
2: Wow, but you know, the thing of it is, I seen Rocky Horror. Pic- I I did not get that same vibe.
3: Oh, oh, I did.
2: <laughs> See, and that must be almost a generational thing. Well, well, we're the same generation. What the fuck am I saying? I don't um, know what you're saying.
3: You're not making sense, but that's all right. But I,
2: I don't see Rocky Horror in this. I don't see any influence of oh. Rocky Horror in this.
3: The sheer goofy factor.
2: Well, the goofy factor, but the thing that is, is that Rocky Horror, when that, they're with the intention of being goofy, I don't think this movie did. I think uh, they really <laughs> tried. Okay. That's your, okay. That's, that's your, well, God, that's, look at the very ending. It was supposed to be... There were supposed to be sequels to this.
3: Yes, there oh, yeah. were. Yeah, no. it was called
2: Star Wars.
3: Oh. oh. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, it was Dune. You know, because this movie's better than, than David Lynch's Dune. I, well, I praise indeed. Well, anything's
2: better than David Lynch's Dune. Good Lord. I
3: it's, think he might have stole some of the costumes from this movie, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: the, this definitely has over-the-top costuming i'll tell you what guys let's talk about that one thing that really and, and and here's the thing this is what really impressed me about this movie the costumes the set design everything it
3: when you watch it you're like okay this okay why the hell are you laughing stop because laughing. i've been and i was in theater in college and high school and i can't tell you the times i saw in this movie i was like yeah, you can bounce off a of plywood, and I'm just waiting for the wall to fall down. <laughs>
2: but my 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 point is, it looks good. It had that, it had that. It was over the top, a cartoon cartoon right. brought to life. Yes, oh, but it had me. that. But what I'm saying is, it had that look like it did back in the 30s. For those of us that, because I remember watching the series when I was a real little kid. I mean, they always did these reruns of Buster Crab doing Flash Gordon. And I always, and it was always in black and white and they had these sets and everything. And I'm looking at this going, Oh, well, this is what it looked like in black and white or in color, because now I'm seeing it in full color in the color transfer. Everything looks so cool. And I always thought all the sets that they were on looked really good. And it seemed like they spent a lot of money on costumes and set design Yeah, granted, and again, I am not trying to sit there and say that this is some great acting movie. It's a schlock movie, don't get me wrong. But it's fun. It is enjoyable as hell.
3: No argument. It it helps if you have a few beers when you watch it, too. And I think that I finally figured out where all the Imperial Stormtroopers, what training (laughs) school they went to for their firearms skill, because now I know they, they went to the Mongo school of, military training. Okay, let's
2: talk about that one point when and th- and this is the part that I just I just cracked up because I thought and I'm probably going to get in trouble here. The, the part when Dale Arden actually escapes from Mongo's pleasure room and she takes off her shoes, you know, the high heels she has. She's able to disable one of the guards, grabs a gun. Did you notice by the time she never left the shoes go by the end of the whole, she, she's killed like four of the guards rather than keep the gun. What does she do? She drops the gun, keeps the high heels. <laughs> I think a lot of women can identify with that. I'm sure they can. And I'm just sitting there going, all right, let's see. So you you poke him in the eye, the high, poke him in the eye with the high heels or no, I'm going to take the gun, but no, she takes the shoes. And puts the shoes back on, party. and she puts the shoes back on to make her escape. So, there you go. Love it. That's great.
3: You know, if you're going to escape, you might as well escape fashionably.
2: Mark, that is actually a very right. good point. Thank you. I I, yeah. I I stand in awe. I know women that, like, reconfigure
0: entire rooms for shoe storage. And if you're going to have some emperor of the galaxy give you a cute pair of pumps, you're going to do what you can to keep those.
4: And those same women are the ones that make fun of us for what we do.
2: Yes, exactly. Well, We're weird.
4: No, not, not compared to rearranging an entire room over shoes. Issues. Go on.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, real quick, actors. I want to talk about actors real quick. And Sam Jones, uh, never heard of the guy before, other than this. He is about as wooden as that stump
0: that the wood beast lived in.
3: I, well, we're... <laughs> Nice. Now, don't insult the Woodbeast. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> the the Woodbeast had some range, you know. He was very ferocious when he stung people.
2: Yeah. He was a good-looking guy, and I think that's all he had good, going for him because I think somebody actually dubbed his voice over because it didn't sound right.
0: It, they did. Actually, There's he had some disputes with uh, Dino DeLorentis in post-production and like, stormed off, and they had to re-dub in with a lot of scenes with somebody else's voices. Pretty disconcerting. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, they hired this guy for looks. He didn't have, to me, what it took to pull this role off. I mean, this is not – the movie revolves around him. They, they should have put a little more work into getting, you know, the hero down right. They did an awesome job getting the villain down right. Oh, my God. But not the hero.
2: Yes. I mean, Max von Sydow stole the movie. I mean, without a doubt. Um, he was – I mean, between him and Brian Blessed, who did not have nearly enough screen time. Yeah, but this guy was, Wooden is, yeah, he was a post. But, um, you know, the thing of it is, guys, there. I mean, when you look at that cast list from this movie, I mean, there's a lot of well-known actors. I mean, you've got uh, Max von Sydow, uh, Timothy Dalton, Brian Blessed, and as a matter of fact, I looked through the thing, and there is a guy that you will see very briefly in the early part of the movie at the uh, the airport. Is um, oh Christ, um, Robbie Coltrane, the guy from uh, Hagrid, the guy that played Hagrid. Oh, okay, yeah, he's yeah. in there, and um, well, Topol, who Topol played Hans Harkov. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was he's yeah. a massive star. I yeah, mean, did
0: Fiddler on the Roof and lots of other you know major roles.
2: Right, and you know the thing of it is, is that you know for some people that are not of our generation, this is the kind of stuff that you saw during this period of time. These type of movies that were out there. Um, You know, some of the other ones that I can compare this to are like *Crawl*. If you guys have ever seen that one, oh my gosh! Oh, see, <laughs> you, see, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's similar. Yeah, it's I, like right out there with that. I mean, they were trying to all capitalize on. Well, Star Wars was so big, so let's try to do this. And well, they, dare I dare I say, Zardoz? Zardoz is like 74. This is way before this. <laughs> but hey. What? I told oh, it, so you're I,
4: saying this this pulled upon the influences of Zardoz?
2: My, you know, I tell you what, you, you guys are seriously. If I have to do the show 200 on my own, I will do it.
3: <laughs> will you? Will you dress up in a red diaper? I will. I'll do a video cast. I don't care what it takes. Well, and another one that came out that was a send-up of all these movies. <laughs> Was Ice Pirates in nineteen eighty? Oh my God! Yes, I love that movie. It is so cheesy. It is fun. Oh, do R- another
0: cheese fest that can be on it.
3: Oh my gosh! I went to the
4: movie theater and saw that with my father again. My space father, Hurt. my father exposed me to the classics. Okay.
3: Space herpes. God, I hate it when space <laughs> herpes gets loose <laughs> in the ship. Wow.
2: <laughs> Steve, have you ever seen it? <laughs> I have not seen uh, Ice oh, Pirates, but God. it is streaming, so I will have to watch it. Mm. Oh my god.
4: Brace yourself. Oh. <laughs> Get your pappy ready because you'll need it. <laughs>
1: no. it's,
3: it's it's fun. It's so dumb. It's actually <laughs> it's, it's actually it's, it's just it's, like, it's, it, it is yeah. just like this. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who was the lead
0: in that. Some guy had oh, like, Robert Urich. Yeah, he was like oh yeah. He's in Vegas. Yeah. The T V series Vegas.
3: Oh, Robert Urich and um oh what was her name? She played, um, Stephanie she, yeah, but she also, the other one was the one who played in, um, Mary Crosby. No, in, well, yes, her too. Angelica she, Houston. Yes. Angelica Houston. Yeah. And Liam yeah. Neeson was in that movie. Oh, no, he was, he was in It Kroll. goes back to
0: what I say. When Star Wars hit it big, Star Wars was inspired by Flash Gordon Buck Rogers. All these guys in Hollywood went, well, you know, I know what we're looking for here to make a bunch of movies. And they draw on this same thing. That's I, I really do think it was sort of a they were raised to think that that's what like science fiction was. So there is a rash of these kind of movies with this same sort of feel that came out in the eighties.
3: Yep. Well, and oh, here's all right. Just one, one more that was in that movie, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yes. <laughs> See, for no other reason, Steve, you got to watch it. Ron Perlman's in the movie. He was the Nice Pirates. Oh yes. yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm in. Maybe
0: a young guy. But it's oh, yeah. very obvious. Now, dragging back to this movie, one thing I want to point out is just about... I, I really do think that the different actors that were in here had different ideas of what they were doing. I mean, some were just over their head. I'm going to say Sam Jones. He was over his head. He didn't have the, what it took to do it. Brian Blessed came into this, and this went like this. I'm just going to yuck this up and have a good time, and it this is a spoof. You had Timothy Dalton. Who came in, and I think he was really doing sort of like, I am a serious actor, and this is going to be like, I'm going to be like Robin Hood or Captain Blood. I'm going to give up my best shot to be the bold action hero.
4: Ken, that's exactly what I thought when I looked at him. I was thinking Robin Hood.
0: Yeah. And then you have like Ornella Moody playing Princess Aura, who just came in, and you know, her role was simple. It's just, you are the space vamp, and you are to just sex up every scene ratcheted up to 11, and she did. Topol, he knew, you know, sort of like, well, you know, I've done some great work, and this is a paycheck, and I'll have some fun with it. But Max von Sydow was the one that really took it over the top. That guy just said, like, I know what this movie needs, and, you know, I think all actors want to play an evil character. And this was a role that led him to say, like, I can be as evil as I want to be.
3: Well, to that, there's another guy who does a great job and you never see his face because it's in this gold Darth Vader kind of mask thing. Peter Weingard as Clytus. He's great as as the, as the henchman who, who revels in doing Ming's will. He's a very evil, evil man. As is
0: his aide, General Kala, who's, uh, basically, we just say, we're going to take the leather dominatrix look and just make that an officer's uniform.
3: It works, But lest we forget, then there's Dale Arden with Melody Anderson. Yes. Okay, lest we forget. Moving on.
0: Yeah, sadly. <laughs> I mean, many, many people could have played that role.
3: You know, I and she hasn't it. worked since 1995, and there's a reason.
0: Well, I'm not going to dog Melody Anderson, except for the fact she didn't have the chops to pull off. And she She and Sam Jones were just, I think it was just like, okay, well, they're both like 25 years old. They're both cute. Put them in the movie. I mean, you need something more than that when you're having a big movie, especially when you got you're playing off this cast of pretty solid actors.
3: Yeah, I would agree. She, they, and again, it goes back to what were they thinking when they cast the two leads? I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious to know who else was considered for those roles. I,
0: I can tell you. Well, Ken? Tell I can him. tell you who was a who. Two people that were, like, considered for Flash Gordon. The first one, it would have made, this would have made this Steve's favorite science fiction movie. Otto Schwarzenegger.
3: Yeah. I mean, not a surprise.
0: But the one that, when I saw it, I went like, that would have been awesome. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell's got the acting chops and the attitude to pull that role off perfectly. In
3: 1980. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else could have played this in 1980, but he wasn't well known enough with Rutger Howard because he did Blade Runner in 82, and that kind of gave him a big boost.
0: Well, I do know that you know when we're talking about Sam Jones, you know, or who's going to be playing Flash Gordon, you know, I have to say, I you know, I thought Kurt, you know, when I saw that they were considering Kurt Russell, I, I'm I'm going to just go with this. He's a you know all American boy, because really Flash Gordon. That's what he's supposed to be.
1: Right. Uh, yep.
0: Arnold, no, and, and especially in 1980, Arnold wasn't even known back in 1980. He was just coming off being Mr. Universe or whatever he was. And Rutger Howard is just cranking out you know, historical dramas in the Netherlands. I mean, nobody knew right. that. But it, there's other people, if I really give some thought to it, but Kurt Russell would have been great in that role. Melody Anderson, I mean, you could think of a bunch of people from that time that couldn't pull this off because you just need a little bit better, Well. If all you're looking for is to do a spoof and you're not expecting much, which is evidently what they're doing, she she was adequate. But if they want to make this and move it up to the next level, somebody with a little more acting chops would have been better.
3: Uh, Vinyl siding would have been better. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: No, she's she's attractive and, you know, she's personable, but, you know. I... I, I, uh... I I think so, but then I'm a lonely old man. You know, I live here all by myself. Wait, are
2: we talking about Melody Anderson?
3: Yes, she's cute. Yes, he said she was attractive. Make she up is your attractive. mind,
2: Jeff. No, she is attractive. I mean, she wasn't the hot Italian babe that was playing uh, Mean's daughter, or, but...
0: Bordella beauty. But Jeff, I mean, weigh
3: I... in on this.
2: <clears throat> What's that?
3: Jeff, weigh in on this.
2: Jeff, just so you know, this is uh, the podcast. It's like immortalized, so choose your words carefully, Jeff. I think Jeff went to the bathroom. Oh, Jeff's gone. All right. Well, yeah, I had a small emergency myself, so but I'm back.
3: Everything all right? All
2: right? Yeah, my daughter's learning how to change a tire. So um, wow. Yeah, it's like uh, the the car's making this weird noise. I'm like, what's wrong? It's going. Thump, 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 thump. <laughs> oh, the tire's flat. Well, here's the manual. Here's the thing. Call me if you need help. So, um, anyway, guys, soundtrack. Let's talk about that because I think the soundtrack of this is memorable. What do you think?
3: It's Queen. It's Queen.
2: It's great. It's great stuff.
3: Now, there's some other background stuff that's not Queen that is, you know, it's, it's cheesy science fiction fun music. But the Queen stuff is quintessential Queen in the 80s.
2: Well, I think this is the one that because they did this. The only other movie that I remember them doing that is Highlander. Very, Highlander was very memorable. And correct me if I'm wrong, and I I am probably wrong, but oh shit! What was it that what was that DM wrestling movie? High school wrestlers guy, that was in Queen, was it?
3: What are you talking
2: about? Oh shit! Never mind. There was a movie, there was a, when I was in high school, there was some movie with uh, Matthew Bodine. Um, it was wrestling, high school wrestling, and there was, I thought, Queen, oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Ken? I thought, yes. Queen, I thought, oh shit, what what the hell was the name of that damn movie? I thought Queen I, did the music for know. that, but I could be wrong. Anyway, moving on. I don't want to dwell on that, but, um, I, I do, I like the music. I, it's, it's very, I mean, when you hear this one, you're like, "Oh, I know what that is." It, 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 I don't. For whatever reason, this movie, again, folks, this movie failed big time in the box office. But when you hear the music, you're like, "Oh, I know what that is." For a movie that failed the box office, everybody knows what this what the soundtrack is. So,
3: well, just go look at the posts on our Facebook page.
2: Yeah, I mean, those, I mean, everybody was like, "Oh, they were very excited." I was to be honest with you, I was shocked shocked i say that people are saying be kind be kind to this movie we really like it (laughs) see that's like me i i like it for what it is if you go in there i mean uh, let me back up when i first saw it as a kid i was like oh gosh i'm gonna see the 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 big screen theater of flash gordon i remember sitting there as a kid going this is really kind of stupid but now is older it's like I just, I just love this movie. I just have so much fun with it. I, I mean, I can watch this movie over and over again. Yeah, they, they just
0: played it for laughs.
2: I think that's it. I think at some point, and like I said, there is a point in this movie, um, when you look at the trivia, that they, went, they were going through directors left and right. I think the guy that actually got the final credits was like the seventh director. So I, I think I don't. I don't know if it was uh, the production guys. I don't know if it was Dino De Laurentiis who, who was putting too much pressure, or what. But it seemed like they finally were able to get somebody who's like, "All right, I'm going to finish this movie. It's going to look like this, and that's it." So, I don't know. I, I again, I like it. Jeff, are you back? Obviously, yeah. Jeff's Jeff's not back. So anyway, there we God go. bless America. Where have oh. you been? I. Uh, I had a, a I
4: had a less minor emergency than Steve, but nonetheless, one I had to go address.
3: Everything okay?
4: Oh uh, yeah, the 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 big one had to get up, and he was hot, and fan wasn't blowing on him right. So
3: hate it when that happens. I do too. Anyway, go on. So they, we were talking about the music, Jeff. I'd be curious you you being a fan of music and soundtracks. What's what
4: say the 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 thing that adds to the laugh factor of this movie is the music because it's just as corny as anything that you're seeing on the screen. And especially in the scene, the, the Hawk men are coming in besides the fact that that entire scene is laughable. Um, and, and you have a giant Hawk Prince laughing in, in the throes of battle. Um, and then you, you, you listen and you're like, there's, there's, there's just just the soundtrack behind it. It's not like the, the, in that scene, you know, you've got this assault by these Hawkmen and you would think it would be some sort of grand score behind it. No, it's some sort of cheesy, dorky music, just like the rest of the movie. And it, it just gave me this sense that they were just doing everything kind of tongue in cheek. And I loved it.
2: Yeah. Hey, Jeff, did it, say, did it sound anything like this?
1: Just, you,
4: know, you know, what really surprised me throughout the movie is when you would hear something other than that, you would, you were just thinking, wait a minute, why didn't they play that song? Yeah. Why why was this in the movie? Why wasn't this just played through the entire movie
2: on, on a loop? Just yeah. any scene. Okay, guys, I, I'm going to throw this out there. This is like a, a complete sidebar. It's not a sidebar. It's part of the movie, but... Uh, I should throw them with clips, but I've I've got a shit ton of clips for this movie. But I'm gonna do this one real quick, guys. Do you remember, and Jeff? It, I'm probably really stretching your memory, but there is a scene when Flash in the very beginning of the movie, Flash is sitting in his car, and he's reading the newspaper, and this you know van pulls up, Dale Arden comes out looking all hot and sexy and everything, and he's like, oh yeah. And he rolls down his window. Do you remember this scene? Vaguely. Okay. So he's obviously got a
4: tone for the movie, right?
2: Well, no, it's the the thing was here is the, I I remember I, I, I've seen this movie a hundred times and all of a sudden when I was watching it for the, that's why I love the show. I pick up shit that I never noticed before. I'm like, Oh my God, they used this sound effect for him rolling down the window. I kid you not. Yes. (laughs) No. (laughs) That was the sound effect for him rolling down because they show him he just kind of like hits this little button and you hear (laughs) this. Actually it's like a Crane winch. No It was the sound of when Ripley was in the you know like the the fighter bot during Aliens. That's the sound you heard. And like,
3: oh my God. And
2: that it, could be the exact clip,
0: because didn't Aliens just come out a year before this? No, God no Aliens
3: 79. was. Alien came out in seventy ah. aliens came out in like eighty four. Eighty right.
2: no, eight. No, no, aliens was like eighty eight. There was, I mean, it was like a decade. So, and I just, I I was sitting there going, oh my God, did I just hear? Because when I heard that, I was like, holy shit, where's Ripley coming? (laughs)
4: Just, I can't believe you isolated that sound.
2: Well, it's me.
3: Why do I have a feeling that's going to end up in the library of sound effects? (laughs) As it
4: should. Oh my god! You know something else about this movie that that just cracked me up is it just seemed like he was riding on like a futuristic Segway or something throughout the galaxy, <laughs>
3: didn't it? Well, it had the little roll bar like you were going on a um, on a roller coaster ride. I mean, <laughs>
1: oh god. yeah.
2: But it was great stuff because I think they were—they literally were trying to pull the stuff from the '30s movie and adapt it to, you know, 1980.
3: And did did you notice that they found all the Oompa Loompas from Oh my God, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and they stuck them in this movie too? Yep,
2: they sure did. So every
3: Oompa Loompa was in this movie. Actually, spell.
2: I think R2-D2, uh, I think Kenny Baker was in one of those uh, <laughs> cells that they showed when they were panning by the, uh, God, but we won't go there. So, All right, well, I'll tell you what. We're Let's move on, guys. Let's move on. You know, guys, it's that time of the show where we should actually be asking brother, what you drinking? Are we already there? We are already there.
4: Good Lord.
2: We should be. It's your fault.
4: I, Where have I been half the show? Oh, no, off i off the know. podcast.
2: Yeah, you have.
4: Here and I'm not here. Damn
2: and, it. And, and uh, uh, Muncie the Merciless, <laughs> you actually should probably lead.
4: I'm going to lead. It'll be quick and straight and to the point, and I think all of you will appreciate it, yes. know what it is, and love it. Yep. The Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale.
2: Oh, very nice.
0: Very good.
4: Yes.
2: yes. A good choice. Nice. And the Mm. ABV on that bad boy is what? A lot to nothing. Um, 8.2, sir.
4: 8.2. Damn it. So close. Yet. So far away. It's pretty healthy, though.
2: I was going to get the Godzilla for you, but you have failed me yet. I Again. For the last time.
4: It's the best I got
2: here. Yeah. All right, Mr. Mark, what do you got?
3: Uh, Local brewery, West 6th Brewing. Uh, company. If you guys ever come down, they've got a very nice uh, brew pub and they've got a great uh, fish uh, seafood restaurant next door and a barbecue restaurant right across the street. They just came out with a limited edition spring beer called the Belgian Style Blonde. And it is a Belgian Style Blonde. It's a very crisp, straw colored, kind of a British uh, Belgian saison, very flavorful. Nice. Is that Sasson Booker? That's Sasson Booker, Sassin. that's Sasson, that's Sasson like you Sasson me. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great, um, we've got like three or four breweries down here and there. They're starting to branch out a little bit from the basic stuff and um, this Belgian blonde is uh, quite tasty for a spring, spring weather. And as a sidebar, Steve, I just want to let you know that yes, Kenny Baker was in the movie.
2: Are you shitting me?
3: As one of the dwarves, I... and 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 so were, wait for it, so were, um, where is it, Strutter? Oh, my God. Vermin, and um, Strutter Vermin, and who's the other one? Hold on.
2: Oh, my gosh. We got to do Time Bandits. Yep. Oh. Strutter,
3: Strutter Vermin, and there was one other from Time Bandits who was in, in this movie. An og.
2: Og. Oh, Yep. We have got to do time, man. Oh, it's on the list. All right. I'm psyched. Kenny Baker was in the
3: movie.
2: I'm psyched. Very excited. All right. Very well done. Oh, shit. It's my turn. No uh, <laughs> yeah, shit. What the hell am I drinking?
3: I don't know. You had a $15 beer last week.
2: Nah, oh, I and I am so... F- I am so pissed off about that because I can't believe I... Never mind. I got this... Uh, you know, this week we are not doing a fifteen dollar beer. I'm doing a uh, ninety nine six pack. I'm doing the Sam Adams Summer Ale because it was eighty some odd degrees here. I'm like, I have some, I have to have something light. And I am, I am not drinking. I, oh my God, I cannot. I am still kicking myself in the ass that I spent that much money on that beer. I don't know if I can ever forgive myself.
4: What was it? Like a PBR plus?
3: No, this thing was like 11 and a half alcohol by volume and it was yeah. a $15 bottle of beer.
2: Yeah. And, um, Oh yeah, you missed the Godzilla. I got a dude. bridge to sell you over here if you want one. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think that's exactly what those guys did to me too. It wasn't that good. So anyway, all right. And last and certainly not least,
1: it's now time for catching up with Ken. I'm Get
0: up, get up, hey.
2: All right, Ken, what do you got?
0: Well, since the last time I uh, talked to you guys and updated you, I went down last Saturday to Brown County State Park and went mushroom hunting. Oi! I've never been mushroom hunting. Did you have a lot of Polish people with you? Uh, no, we had no Polish people that I know of. Well, you're all going to die. Well, there might have been, you know, a hidden pole. I mean, sometimes these poles keep it on the down low. You know, they don't want to brag or anything. (laughs) But no, we went out looking for morel mushrooms and hunted and hunted and hunted. Uh, In the end, didn't find any. Um, The group that I was with, we sort of broke up. A group of us went and had dinner at the lodge. And then some of them went out horseback riding. I had to go back in town. Uh, Later, the group got back together and actually did find like a dozen mushrooms. So, but it was just excuse to get out in the woods in, you know, beautiful weather, and I love the woods this time of year because, the, you know, it's not totally, the, the plants haven't totally bloomed out, you can see a far distance, and you just have all the, the flowering plants, are all flowering, it's very pretty out there, uh, so I had a good time in the woods, I had to hustle back home because a friend of mine had scored some tickets to Morty's Comedy Club up on the north side, and I'd never been to Morty's. I heard about it. It's a very nice comedy club. We stopped at uh, Scotty's Brew Pub first and had dinner uh, with her uh, cousin and a few friends who had, had the ones with the tickets. And then we saw the show, and when we walked in, I went like, gosh, son of a – because our tickets were the front row. And do you know what happens when you go to the front row at a comedy club? You're, the, you're toast. You're, you
4: are the comedy.
0: Yep. You are, yeah, I was the comic relief for an entire room full of people, and I sucked it up and I did a good job. Just but good, there. good comics.
3: Just sit there, bitch, and take it. Just, just smile. I, I took it
0: and uh, had again had a good time. Morty's is fine. I can put a, a plug in for it. Didn't do much this week except work, but. I did uh, go out tonight. Met a friend, you know, a friend of mine, a former co-worker from back when I worked at the state house, and we went down to the Raskeller to the beer garden at the Raskeller.
1: Mm.
3: And,
0: and yeah, it's a great place, isn't it, Bart?
3: It's a, it's one of the best for outdoor, outdoor beer drinking. It's one of the best.
0: It is, and uh, he got the oh shoot, what was it, the frickadel And I got a brat with kraut and German potato salad, which is the real German potato salad there. Uh, And then when I got home tonight, I was thinking, what am I going to drink for this? I don't want to drink the same old thing. So I'm drinking an Elmo's Cola, which is inspired by St. Elmo's Steakhouse's signature drink, which is vanilla bourbon and Diet Coke.
3: They put what in bourbon?
0: I've told you this. I... It's a vanilla-infused bourbon, so I made a batch of my own out of some uh, Four Roses. <laughs> you can suck it. Infidel. Infidel.
1: Suck it. Infidel.
3: <laughs> it's good. It's vanilla a girly bourbon. bourbon. The... It's a girly bourbon. Infidel. <laughs> so, anyways,
0: that's what's going on with me. Awesome. Nice, Ken. Love it.
3: Unclean. Oh, apostate so
0: here we go guy's Mark, been, if if I if I'd come home and I had said right now if I want to say like oh, I'm having some Woodford Reserve and Diet Coke you'd be going Philistine you shouldn't <laughs> be putting Woodford Reserve and Diet Coke this is true it
4: is true you put Jim Beam in Diet Coke
0: Right. that's why I'm using Four Roses Four Roses is not a high end bourbon. And I gotta point out, this is derived from the signature drink of one of the Indianapolis institution steakhouses.
4: Well, they can't be right on everything. You know they're right
0: on this. Go down there sometime, have an Elmo's cola, they're nice. And then sure. if, if that if that doesn't do it for you, if you don't think that I'm correct, then I want you to just snort some of their cocktail sauce.
4: You know, it. Look, they have, a, they have a nice smoking area in there. They're trying to attract the female crowd with the drinks.
2: Oh, you <laughs> I don't know why It never worked for me. <laughs> Shit!
3: It's okay. You're a metrosexual, and we all we all we're all alright with your metrosexuality.
2: Ding! All right. Well, there we go, folks. Five. <laughs> And three, two, one. All right, there we go. We're done with brother. What you drinking? Catching <laughs> up with Ken and our offensive, uh, brutal, brutal, uh, <laughs> brutal soliloquy of the night. So we are now moving on to clips. Clips! Our favorite part of the show. And number one. What do you find?
1: The moon out of orbit? By more than 12 degrees. This must be a mistake. That's no mistake. It's an attack.
2: Okay, guys. Authentic lightning. Authentic and thunder. Yes, very nice, guys. Real quick, just so you know, his assistant Munson. Did you guys recognize him? Oh. No. Yes, he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was the uh, yep. top
3: top, men.
2: top man. Yes. Oh, yes. Gosh. Thank you, Slover. My man. Picked it up, awesome, <laughs> loved it. I thought who, who,
0: I would... else, who else in this movie was in Raiders of the Lost Ark with a fairly major role? Oh shit! Um,
2: I should know this.
0: I will tell you, George okay. Harris, who played Prince uh, Prince Thune, who was the yep. captain oh, son of the of
2: ship. Me. Yes, yes, yep. yes. He was. Right. The, yes, you're right. Oh, he, God. He
3: fell on his sword literally in this movie.
2: Yes, I, I, I am. Beside myself, because what's really bad, it's in my notes, sitting here right here. <laughs> but anyway, have, all right. Have another drink. I will, actually, after I play this clip. Number two.
1: Yeah! Hits down your weapons!
0: No one, but no one dies in
3: the palace without a command from the Emperor. He has a great voice. Oh, my gosh.
2: Brian Blessed is Awesome. But the guy that- No, that
3: wasn't Brian Blessed. That was the guy that- That that Peter Weingart.
2: Yeah, Peter Weingart. But, you know, Brian Blessed, too, because you hear that scream. He is another one that's got that baritone voice that is awesome. All right, let's see. Number three.
1: Pathetic earthlings.
3: Hurling your bodies out into the void without the slightest inkling of who or what is out here. If you had known anything about the true nature of the universe. Anything at all, you would have hidden from it in terror.
1: Well,
2: there you go.
3: That sounds like going to work every week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Turning yourself into the office without knowing what's going on. <laughs> yeah. The abyss.
2: You know, I think Stephen Hawking says something to, to the same effect. Mm-hmm. So, Alright, next one. This is a public announcement. The Earthling
1: Flash Gordon is to be executed at twenty
2: nine fifteen Mingo Mean Time. Okay, I just want to say something real quick. Is that the same person that was in uh, the James Bond movie? That's that the dude that was going ten minutes and counting.
3: That was my lunch lady in middle school. Okay, I just wondered. Just
2: curious. Today's
3: lunch will be beef <laughs> With a peanut butter cookie and an apple sauce cup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. You this know sort what? Of
4: reminds the- me of Cloris Leachman in uh, <laughs> Young Frankenstein. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mark, you yeah. know what I mean. What that made me remember is when she said it's going to happen at what 1:30 Mingo Standard Time. <laughs> I was thinking, like, is that the time in
3: Mingo Town? mingo (laughs) town because we're all going to mingo town is that like funky town yo mingo town it actually is
0: sadly that mark i have heard mark singing mingo town to the tune of funky town it's a very bad war gamer pun oh my
3: gosh all right it it's from a french and indian war war game from gmt games and then One of the first things the colonials always do is they go down to Mingo Town. Gonna burn out Mingo Town. Oh, gosh. All right. Next one.
2: Yes, you don't look well. And I'm told you you refused your final meal. The chef will be upset. (laughs) The chef will be upset. Yeah, love it.
0: I Uh, could do worse than to emulate Clytus. You would look good. I I would. Black cloak with that gold mask. Yeah.
2: You know, I actually, Ken, don't take it bad, but I remember when I'm watching this going, colitis yeah, that, there's Ken. That's Ken.
3: <laughs> Especially at the end when he gets spiked. You know, Ken can just bug his eyes out and Spoiler! blow his tongue out. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, well, if you <laughs> haven't
2: seen this movie, <laughs> to this podcast. All right, next one. Where am
1: I? Back from the dead. I've saved you. My god. How? By magic, of course. With a kiss
2: because I like you. No, that's a top top-notch Fine acting.
3: acting. Fine, acting. <laughs> Fine acting. Oh my gosh. Top, that's top awesome acting. My god. Wait, move the-
0: Her her job is not to be a great
3: actress. I'm not talking about her.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. him, yeah. Like I said. Wood, plank, board, post, whatever whatever adjective you want to use.
4: Yep. Stage actors were rolling over in their grave. <laughs>
3: just see Max Poncito sitting in his chair going, what did they pay me again? What did they pay me again? Yep, exactly.
4: said <laughs> They're saying, morons. I've got morons on my team.
0: Actually, maybe that is what happened. Maybe they sat there and said, "You know, we've got a budget of X million for... The actors in this movie, we got Timothy Dalton, we got Brian Blessed, we got Max von Sydow. Oh, damn. We only got $27.37 for the leads.
1: We got
4: Sam Jones. <laughs> That's why Timothy Dalton's so smug in this movie. <laughs> he realizes he get paid shit. It's all gone to Max von Sydow.
3: Right. I mean, i think thinking Max von Sydow at one point sitting there going... And I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger did not <laughs> act in Conan. No. <laughs> I, no
4: Max Von Sydow at some point turned to somebody and said, Who do I screw to get off this movie?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Italian babe? Done.
1: <laughs> oh, God, bitches. All right, next one. <laughs> Drink this. What is it? It has no name. Many brave men died to bring it here from the galaxy of pleasure. It'll make your nights with Ming more agreeable. Will it make me forget? No, but it will make you not mind remembering.
3: Fuck That's that how bitch. I feel about this podcast. Will help you? Many yes. Bothans <laughs> die. trying to... What's its name? Shit, anybody got a name for this? Sobieski.
0: It's Sobieski. <laughs>
3: Couldn't you see the scriptwriter? Anybody got a name for this shit? <laughs> oh, oh, no? All right. Came from the pleasure universe, right? Yeah. All right.
2: Write that down. Well, I'll tell you what, when I saw that scene, I'm like, well, that explains why Deb was like slugging down a bottle of wild turkey on our honeymoon night. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll
0: still remember it but she won't mind so much. Yep. That you know, was pretty you know chill. You know
3: what we earthlings call it? Everclear.
2: Yep. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's see. Where thought it was Fireball. Wow. All right, next. Where are you?
1: In a rocket, in a rocket racing to Arboria to, Arborea Arborea to get, help. get help. Are you okay? Are you Over? I'm
2: locked, I'm locked in Ming's bedroom. bedroom.
1: Fake him out. How? Girls know how, Dale. It's been done to me. Fake him out till I get back. Over.
2: Uh, it's
4: too dangerous for you here. You can't come back. Stay where you're safe.
2: Oh my god, this girl's really turning me on. I,
1: I didn't quite get that. Think it again.
4: Boy, Skype hasn't changed much in thirty years, has
1: it? Oh my God!
4: <laughs> 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 we, we were just having that problem about half hour ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs>
2: I had a follow-up to that, but I can't beat what you just said.
1: (laughs) We've all been
2: there. Oh, my
1: gosh.
3: Brilliant. Mr. Muncie, bravo. (sighs)
2: Muncie, you haven't been back for three shows, but you have (laughs) redeemed yourself. Well done. All right. Trying to make it up. Muncie, you magnificent bastard. Bastard. Yep. I read your book. All right. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Next. We don't
0: like doing this at all. Never.
1: Bring me the boar
0: worms. No,
4: not the boar worms. I was just waiting for somebody to say, what's a boar worm?
2: Well, to us is the equivalent of, no, not the Miller Lite. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Budweiser. Oh, my God.
0: No, I actually didn't check off blurt that out when Khan was coming at him.
3: Yeah, you're you got a point. Yep.
0: About the same time period.
2: Yeah. All right, last one guys.
3: Do you know where you are? Up the creek.
4: There you go. <laughs> The dead. and that's the acting that goes. That's the acting of the writing that goes on in this show.
2: Pretty much, I flash Gordon. Everybody else is like very dead serious, except him.
3: You can just see that they've got a cue card that's got three words on it, and he's still got a. He's still got to look at it. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, free. Mark, do you
4: do you watch Archer?
3: on occasion.
4: Does, I mean doesn't I mean yeah. doesn't Archer seem to be a lot like Flash Gordon? You've yeah. got one clown, Archer, <laughs> and everybody else is trying to play it pretty straight.
3: <laughs> oh gosh. Kind of like you on this podcast. We've got one clown. Right. And three other guys trying oh, to play it straight.
4: Don't kid yourself there,
3: Bozo. <laughs> that would be crusty, damn it. Oh, crusty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, All right, there you go. There we go. We are done with clips. Uh, It is now time to move on to the top ten movies of 1980. Ken,
0: what do you got? I can do it. Well, one movie that was not on the top ten list, but nonetheless deserves some comment, is Heaven's Gate, one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Hmm.
3: But if you've seen... The full, like three and a half hour version, it's actually a really good movie.
0: It is. I, I was about to say the exact same thing. I got you know, I had heard how horrible this was, and so I got it on Netflix, you know, a year or two back, and I'm going like, this is a pretty good movie.
3: Yep, it, but, but you got yeah, cho- it's got to be the extended version,
0: <clears throat> right? It, it's a three hour movie that they chopped down to like one and a half hours and became unwatchable. But nonetheless, I can I can actually recommend the extended version of Heaven's Gate. Uh, By getting into the official top 10, at number 10, one we have done, one we love, one that everybody knows something about, is the Blues Brothers.
2: Oi! Nice. Great
0: flick. Number nine, one that starts out the same but ends differently. The Blue
3: Lagoon. Never saw it.
2: You never saw a Blue Lagoon? No. Oh. The Blue Lagoon is you know,
0: about a. I think you know the, the plot is a young Brooke Shields and some young hunky dude get marooned on a desert island and find love and lust and survival and angst ridden life messages. Was amongst a the coconut was, palm and coral reefs. Was there a volleyball? No. But oh. I got to tell you my blue relief
2: story. <laughs> was there which
0: a volleyball?
1: Is... <laughs> Wilson! Oh, sorry.
2: You know, I am not even going to... Oh, God. What
1: at is... the
0: time, at the time, you know, this was all going on, my dad was involved in a serious auto accident, which left him bedridden for months. Uh, and they, they sent him home. So we set up a bed in the front room and, you know, everybody took turns. We took care of him and, did, you know, took him to the hospital for therapy. But he was pretty much stuck in that bed. And one day I was out with some friends and I come walking in like at one o'clock. And he was laying in bed. Everybody else had gone to sleep. And the Blue Lagoon was almost over. It was sitting there playing. He didn't have the control. He couldn't affect it. And as I walk in, he's just going, turn it off!
1: Turn it off! Turn it off!
0: <laughs> so, that's my Blue Lagoon story. Wow. <laughs> and he was a smart man. It's best turned off. Number eight. <laughs> A uh, movie that I think you all probably saw and probably were disappointed with: "Smoky and the Bandit," two. Yeah. Eh. Yeah.
3: That was cash Dis- in.
0: Disappointed. Yeah. 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 It was. Fun. It was. They cashed in. The first
3: Numbers- one. The first one's a classic.
0: Yeah, the yeah. first one's fun. Yep. It's a fun movie. It. It, it was. It fit its time. At that time in America, it was a perfect fit. Number seven, coal miner's daughter. Sissy Spacek, Tommy Lee Jones. Growing up in a coal mine and living your dreams, become a country music star. Uh, Number six, Private Benjamin. Goldie Hawn joins the army.
1: Number
0: four. Never saw it.
4: Nope. Rough, it, rough year for movies. Yeah. Well, so far, whew.
0: number five. One that I saw in the theater, and I thought it was okay. It's it's it again. It, it's for this actor and this time it was a perfect fit. Any which way you can. <laughs>
3: yes. Oh, that I uh, that's one of those that I I gotta admit I knew. Clint
0: Eastwood and Clyde the Oreganate.
4: I saw that at a drive-in with my parents. That's a perfect drive-in movie, Jeff. It is. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm sure Sandra Locke was probably in that too, because she was in all movies. She was.
4: Yes, she was. And Jeffrey Lewis,
0: I think. Was that the second second one? Yes. It was every Every, which way but loose and then any which way you can.
3: Yep. Yep.
0: Which basically was just an excuse to have the, the orangutan make rude gestures and Clint Eastwood punched
4: people out. Well, yeah, it was you know clearly a vehicle for Clint Eastwood so we could see his, his great fighting style. But um, and actually, uh, what year was this, Ken? 1980. 81? 1980. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Lewis, um, he just died a couple weeks he? ago. Yep. He was, his, he was Clint Eastwood's buddy in those movies. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he's been in a ton of stuff. You know what? He was all actually in that movie you were just referring to, Heaven's Gate.
3: Oh. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was in a bunch of stuff.
4: Oh, that guy. He
3: was, guy,
4: he was I mean, he was in a ton of stuff. A lot of T V stuff. A lot of number of movies. Yeah, he's done it and he just died in April.
3: Oh. you you would everybody would recognize him yeah, if
1: they saw him. Yes.
0: Yeah, I know you're talking about. Number four, one that we all, I think I say without fear of contradiction, one that we have all enjoyed, and which I saw at the theater with my brother in Columbus, Indiana. Airplane. Oh. Because I understood it. I understood it because I speak Jive. Doug yeah. said, do, yeah.
4: do you speak Jive? Do we speak Jive? What number are you on, Ken? <laughs> number four. Four. Okay.
0: All right. All so. Right. Number three
2: stir crazy. Stir crazy beat out airplane?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's that's wrong.
2: That's some effed up repugnant (laughs) shit. God. Really?
0: Really? Uh, actually significantly. Airplane did like 83 million and uh, stir crazy did 101. Now for those of you that are wondering, this was a Gene Wilder Richard Pryor. Movie "Stir Crazy" I, I was, I saw and that's that. back when those guys they they made several movies together, and yeah. they made a bunch of movies individually.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: I was never that impressed by either one, but what do I know? Uh, number mean the movies or the actors? Well, the actors, <laughs> Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. I mean, they're funny guys, but I don't think they deserve the acclaim and everything they were getting back, like in the late seventies, early eighties. Oh, what do I know? Not
4: much. What? Not, Not much. Clear in my, clear in my throat.
0: Not much. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Philistine, and I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, you,
3: you drink shitty bourbon, so yeah, that would qualify. Maker's vanilla. Mark
0: is a fine, or rather, Four Roses
3: a no, you, fine you, distillery. You put vanilla in it.
0: Can continue. Vanilla is the nectar of the gods. Frickin' uh, Number two. Girly gods.
3: Mm-hmm. 9 to cold. 5. Ah, Speaking
1: of... Ah. No! no.
3: Ah.
0: With Jane Fonda, Lily Tom, with Dolly Parton, and Dabney Coleman. It's a
2: <laughs>
0: tribute to the working woman. <laughs> fighting ah. the man.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you folks, right now we are going to put something in the checklist that's called the WFT moment. That's called, what the fuck? That's what I'm saying right now. Really? Nine to five, number two? What the fuck? It
0: beat out Airplane. It beat out out the Blues Brothers.
2: Ken, go ahead. And I could
0: sing the theme song. No, no, no. No, no,
2: Stop. Just, Just finish up and we can.
0: Number one. A movie that you all will agree deserves to be in that slot.
4: It is... it is. The Empire Strikes, strikes back. back. Yes! Apology <laughs> accepted.
2: Captain Needham. Yeah, I was going to say, Apology accepted. Nice. <laughs> Very well done. Nice. Love it. How oh. much did that break in?
0: Uh, that made more than twice what 9 to 5 made in number 2. It made $209
2: million in 1980 bucks. As it should be. Well,
1: that's the
3: Star I, Wars I, movie of them all. It is the best.
2: Oh my yes. god, I was actually hoping for like three times but you know what, screw it. I'm not going to question it. Alright. Well, there you go. That is the top 10 movies of 1980 and there was a really good movie in there. Um, <laughs> took a long I, time to get to. Good Lord. And how <laughs> Flash wasn't in that mix is beyond huh. me. But Shocking. I, <laughs> shocked, I say. I would well, say shocked.
0: It, it Flash made a bunch of money in England, from what I understand, and then it came here and died. Huh. Until they put it on HBO, like every other movie, from 1981 to 1985, and it got this cult status going.
2: Interesting. Well, there you go. All right, there you go, folks. That is it with the top ten movies of 1980. We are now moving on to the Man Cave movie review checklist of this great and fantastic film. Number one. Ah! Did anyone jump out of a window?
3: The
0: pilot and co-pilot got blown out the window of the airplane at the opening. and but We
3: didn't see it.
0: Well, but it's pretty much implied. And didn't the rocket come crashing through a window
2: at the wedding ceremony at the end? Well,
0: well that it
3: impaled the- Ming.
2: Yep, there's that. That's about it. Yep, I think we got that one. So, there you go. Uh, let's see. Number two.
1: If you want it, Come and claim him.
2: Was there a love title role in the
1: movie?
2: Uh,
0: no, I don't think so.
2: I'm with Jeff.
3: Yeah, I got to agree.
0: Yeah. The roles were necessary. Were they properly cast? Maybe not.
2: Yep. Correct. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, let's see. Number three. Son of a bitch must. Okay. That's, I have to re.
3: <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs>
2: that's. Okay. Hold oh on.
3: Oh, my goodness.
2: I have to remove that. Push
3: thing. another button, Max.
2: No, it's every single time. It's... All right, never mind. All right, number three. Was yeah! <laughs> <laughs> there a little scream screaming this movie?
1: You <laughs> <laughs> know, movement, this movie right?
3: called for it, but there, I didn't You know, it, man.
0: I... I
3: as am,
4: much as there was the song Flash <laughs> Gordon, right? As many times as they played that song, there had to have been a Wilhelm screen.
2: I am so disappointed. I was almost ashamed to play that because I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I watched this movie four times going, there's got to be one. There's got, when one of the Hawkmen got shot down, there had to have been. No. No. Oh,
4: my gosh.
0: They failed me. It it could we could have had numerous will help screams in this movie. There oh my, ample God.
2: opportunity. Oh, they. I mean, they must have completely blown the budget. All right, next. Here I go
1: again on my own.
2: Could the female role be better played by Tony Katane? Yeah.
3: Okay, yes. Okay.
2: Okay. Yes. The question is, which one?
4: All of them. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh. Oh no. No, no, no.
4: Even Sam Jones' parts.
2: Oh. Now,
0: Dale, Dale Arden, she could have, the 1980 Tawny Container would have been perfect
2: for Dale Arden. Yes, I concur with Ken. Motion passes. Orlana
0: Moody's Princess Aura has to be played by somebody, I mean, just over the top and weird. And... Oh,
2: yeah. She was, oh, yeah, Princess Aura, yeah. No, you can't, no. Dale Larden for her, yeah. Perfect. Yep.
0: A, a, A tragic missed opportunity.
2: Absolutely. All right, motion carries, passed, moving on. Was there a montage in this movie? I think not.
3: I don't think so. I don't think there was.
2: No. All right. No montage. All right. And gentlemen, last and certainly not least.
0: And so it begins.
2: Was there a Battle on Fire reference in this movie?
3: No, there wasn't. Not really surprised.
2: Mark, uh, do you have a second opinion, or I have to kind of? I, I did. No? no, I don't think there was one. Wow. Okay. Like, did you no? No, I'm, I'm not ju- surprised I'm just...
3: either because it's a European flick.
2: Yeah. Well, I was just wondering because you know you you pulled some of these out of your ass and no. I was like wow. So.
3: Now I I always defer to the Muncie man, but I looked too and there was nothing, Jeff.
2: Yeah. Squeak. What the hell was that?
3: That,
0: that was, was my son. Dog.
3: Hold on. That was oh, so yelling at the boy. Too. No, he's on his Xbox, and I don't oh. know. Uh. Oh, hold I on. thought it was a swamp beast.
0: Get off my lawn <laughs> That swamp beast was really bad. It was basically a inflated trash bag and some lobster legs. What's that? The swamp beast. Oh.
3: Oh that oh god, that oh my god. It was a horrible effect. I mean, the rats of unusual size were ten times <laughs> That's what I thought. I was
4: like, "Holy shit!" Do they intersperse that scene? I mean, was it was it the same swamp?
3: Oh, and
0: actually, now you mention it,
3: <laughs> you know, I looked at that movie and I thought, "This is what would have happened if they'd done Lord of the Rings in 1980." <laughs> <laughs> this is shit. We would have gotten.
2: <laughs> oh my
3: God. Wow.
2: All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're we're done with clips. So. All right. All right, folks. That's it. We're done with the, the Man Cave movie checklist. We're now moving on to the Man Cave movie review of this grand, fantastic
3: film. Oh, Steve, you own this motherfucker, so you've yeah, gotta you got to review it. You got it. You oh. got
4: it, brother.
2: Wow.
3: <laughs> we just want to hear you talk some more.
2: <laughs> I hate you all. All right, I hope you die. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I really do like this movie. It's a lot of fun. It is a. It harkens me back to the '30s movies of. I don't if they're movies or serials where they did what the Buster Crab movies of uh, Flash Gordon. I mean, it's it's a fun movie. Don't take it seriously. It's it's campy. It's crazy. Great sets. Some of the acting is over the top. Some of the acting is porn star quality. And that's one of the really fun parts of this movie. It, it, it's a lot of fun. I like it. As movies go, you know, it's hard to categorize this one for me because it's one of those things where I'll pop it in about once a month just to have fun. You know, if I'm, you know, painting miniatures or playing on the, you know, playing the Online line or doing Warcraft, I'll I'll pop this one in. But it's not one that you're going to sit there and watch every day. I'm going to give this one a 7. It's fun. It's enjoyable. I love this movie. So there you
0: go. I'll throw mine out. I'll give it a 6.5. I like it. I'm not going to seek it out on a regular basis. If it came back on TV right now, I'd probably move on to something else. But it is funny, and it is a throwback. It's over the top. It's spoofy. Uh, I think we've highlighted the highs and lows of it. If you have not seen it, it's worth watching, I think.
2: I
3: I second Ken. I second Ken.
2: All right. Well, there you go. That is it. Personally, I like this one, guys. Go out and see it. Rent it. If you don't like it, um, oh well. All right. That is it with the Man Cave Movie Review, episode 153. Uh, check us out our website at com, And look for us on iTunes at Man Cave Movie Review. Leave us a comment. Tell us if you liked the show or didn't like it. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter at Man Cave Movie. So until next time, I am your host, Steve Michaels, signing off with my very good and dear friend, Mark. Hey, stick your hand on this, slover. Man cave. Oh. Nice. And also saying farewell, adieu, and adieu to is my other good and dear friend, Ken. I'm bored. Ronnie.
0: Steve Michaels, you have saved the podcast. Have a good
2: day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, oh, never mind. Uh, and last and certainly not least is our very good and dear friend. And we have missed him for so many shows. Who? Jeff <laughs> Muncy the Merciless.
4: Thanks, Steve. Um, you know, after I get done watching um, the Star Wars Christmas special, as a palate cleanser,
1: <laughs> I always watch Flash
4: Gordon.
2: Oh my gosh. Should we do that show?
3: No.
4: No. No. <laughs>
0: no. I just said no. No. Just, I no just... my eyes.
1: Kill it. Kill it with fire. All
2: right, folks. I was just kidding about that part, but that is it with the Bandcame Movie View 153. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Until then,
1: ciao.
4: I'm sorry, who are you, sir?
3: Who oh, I don't recognize life. this voice. Oh, nor do I, because gee, you're oh. whom? What? The <coughs> guy with the dog oh. chewie. Oh, that's of right. Squeak toys you back. are.
2: <laughs> Squeak toys. You know, it's, it's back like old
3: times.
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ on a cross.
3: <laughs> you know, we're doing a podcast and what do you have to do? You have to squeeze your dog chewie. Oh man.
4: He, I, I'll tell you what. I sat down here. I heard him go upstairs, and he comes down here with that thing, and I just started laughing he, my ass off.
3: Is he screwing a penguin? Because it still sounds like.
4: I was like, you know what? Even my dog is taunting Steve these days.